Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. And today we have a very special guest. His name is, uh, you know, I'm actually going to let you pronounce your name, Eli. <laughs> and your last name as well. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Sue. So I'm Eli Diab. I'm uh, from Canada, from a town or a city called Mississauga in the province of Ontario. And uh, today I'm meeting with Sue because I have a very important message to deliver. <laughs> you sure do. You really do. And we were on our members corner this morning and we were, we were chatting and you announced, apparently you had actually let some of the others in the forum know that you were running for office. And so I, I didn't know that yet. And so I was like, oh my goodness. So we decided to jump on and do a podcast because it is so important. Everything that's going on in the world is unprecedented in time and history. We've never seen anything like it. And you live in Canada, we live in the United States, and we're just, we're kindred spirits because we share all the same interests and concerns for our families and the welfare of our countries. So I'm going to sit quietly and let you explain what you're doing in Canada for the issues that you're going through right now. And don't hesitate to tell us what, what's happening in Canada, because a lot of people are following the news. I don't personally, because I'm not a social network person, and I never watch real TV. But I, people tell me what's going on. But my daughter-in-law is from Australia, so I get a little bit of news from that. But it, it's it's crazy what's going on. And so I'm excited about what you're doing, Eli. And that's why I want everyone else to get excited, too, because we all need to do our part, whatever that is in this world. But you go ahead and tell us what you're doing. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, Sue. So Mississauga, the city I represent in the upcoming elections, is among the top five uh, largest cities in Canada. So it's a, it's a very large city. And uh, it's broken up into different ridings, into different areas. So I am uh, representing the Mississauga Center riding. So the uh, population in my riding is almost 90,000 individuals. So these individuals are eligible to vote. So 90,000 eligible to vote individuals. So wow. 18 and up, and they have to be Canadian citizens to be able to vote. So uh, that's, uh, that's just the number of people that are eligible to vote in this riding, not considering the immigrants who cannot vote and the kids and children below 18 years old. So uh, the reason, um, so my background is engineering. I'm an engineering consultant. However, however, I decided to run in politics because I've been following the situation of, uh, of this pandemic for a while. And um, I've quickly realized uh, that this has become medical tyranny. And... Um, our whole democratic establishment is being hijacked. And it didn't sit very well with me. Oh. And 
And I couldn't see my nephew and niece, seven and five, grow up in a country that was a safe haven for people that fled communism, for people that fled persecution, only to become the country that is mimicking communist regimes around the world. It's truly deplorable. The, 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 the freedoms that we are losing on a daily basis, the complete, complete disregard to the Bill of Rights that we have, to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that protects us as Canadians, has been an abomination, not just to me, but to the entire nation. So I ran and um, I chose to run for a party called People's Party of Canada. They're the only party among five parties, five main political parties that are standing for two key principles in this election, freedom and no to mandatory vaccines and vaccine passports. And the reason, the reason those two principles, in, in my opinion and in the party's opinion, are one of the most important issues in this election is because we feel Canada, along with other nations around the world, are on a path to becoming a show-me-your-paper society where everywhere you go, you have to demonstrate proof of vaccination or some form of government compliance. It always starts with one excuse, such as the vaccine, the necessity to have a vaccine so you can protect others and yourself. But it never ends there. If we go back through history, and look at all the regimes that have, that have basically killed thousands and thousands of their citizens. They always started with an excuse similar to the vaccine, but it never ended there. So, uh, so we're standing up to medical tyranny because the people that are exercising these unconstitutional lockdowns and unconstitutional restrictions are individuals that we have not elected. They're mostly coming down from public health officials, chief public health officials all over Canada. They're, none, they're not elected officials and yet they're dictating what we can and cannot do. So, uh, so yes, so the People's Party of Canada is running on, on many platform uh, principles and, and concerns, but those two are among the most important in my opinion. I get asked all the time, how come you don't talk about the platforms that deal with the economy, with abortion, with <laughs> housing, with old age? And I tell the public, you know what? I am happy to discuss them, but if you wanna talk about the economy, I'll be very honest with you. Our economy has been decimated. There is no economy. There's absolutely no economy left. And the only way for us to be able to go back and regain the economy that we had 
is for us to vote in freedom first. Right. We need to vote in freedom because without voting in freedom, we can never regain that economy that we've lost. Canada has over $350 billion in national debt. I mean, if you consider that or compare that to the national debt in the U.S., it may <laughs> seem like a drop in the ocean. <laughs> but, then again, <laughs> but then again, we're only 37 million uh, inhabitants in Canada versus 300-something oh. in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, so we're considerably smaller population-wise when you compare us to the U.S., so, um, so yes, to go back, um, a lot of people are waking up to realize one of two things, to realize that we are at a junction point in humanity. And I tell people, this upcoming election is probably one of the most important turning points in the history of humanity. Not in the history, yeah, not in our lifetime, but honestly, it's one of the most important turning points in the history of humanity, because we're at a junction. We're standing right at the, this junction point that's going to either lead us down the path of tyranny or freedom. And this has been, or this is, one of the simplest decisions ever in a national election. I've never had to make a more simpler decision when it comes to choosing who my next government is going to be until this election, to be honest. And I've been voting since I was 18 years old. Right. Because one party and only one political party is fighting for Canadian freedom is fighting to uphold the Bill of Rights, the Canadian Bill of Rights, and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And that's the People's Party of Canada. From day one of this pandemic or scandemic or pandemic, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, from day one, they have been unequivocal in their fight to preserve our freedoms, freedom of movement, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and uh, to be honest with you, nothing, nothing that the, that the establishment, that the political establishment has presented so far has been corroborated via science. Right. They flip-flopped from day one. The lies began from day one, actually, when they told us, just give us two weeks to flatten the curve. It's a year and a half into it, folks. Has that curve been flattened yet? No. The lies continue to mount, you know, from wearing a mask to a double mask to a triple mask, from masks work to masks don't work. The lies continue to be, to to be, you know, to deceive. And uh, it's time to wake up. It's time to say enough is enough. We've, we've, we've had it. We cannot stand for more lockdowns that are unconstitutional, that have never been proven to work. Right. We're not going to stand for mask mandates that have never been proven to be effective. And we're not going to stand for vaccine passports or mandatory vaccinations because, for one, it's an experimental gene therapy. 
it hasn't gone through a full uh, a full uh, trial. medical trial, yep. safety trials, and um, it's definitely not an attenuated viral vaccine like the ones you know we've always been been used to hearing about and and studying. There's ample evidence to suggest that there hasn't been informed consent among the among the individuals that are being either coerced or convinced to take this vaccine. Right. And to be honest, I refuse to to call it a vaccine right. because it's a it's an experimental gene therapy. Right. So um, so yeah, so this is this is the party for freedom, for bodily autonomy and uh, for the uh, preservation of our rights and freedoms. It's that simple. I'll, I'll, I'll open up the, um, the That's incredible. That's, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like, I know when all this began, uh, you know, I, I said, we're going to end up, who knows where we're going to end up, but everyone is going to end up choosing. Everyone's going to end up having to fight, whether it be, like, say, politically, or whether it turns into a regular civil war, wherever we're at in this world. It's, it's good. We're going to have to fight to regain our rights. And like I said, we've been letting them slip away. And it's, it's no one's fault by our, but our own. And so who, who are we supposed to look at to help us to regain our rights? And it's a good, I'm so proud of you there in Canada. And it's going to have to be the same here in the United States and around the world. The people are going to have to stand up and just say, like I said, enough. But you were telling me earlier, too, that this is a special election there in Canada, that it's a, what you call the snap. Um, election or something that they just it's a sudden so our last election happened in 2019 and we have elections every four years so um, the liberal government that's in power and they've got um, a minority government um, has been under tremendous pressure uh, to try and force through certain changes and so they saw an opportunity to call for an early election uh, in, an, in an effort to win a majority government instead oh. of the minority government that they have. But uh, it almost, I, I shouldn't say it almost, it's very obvious that the liberals, which have the highest number of seats followed by the, the conservative party, um, followed by the new democratic party, if you look at their platforms, listen to their leaders speak, they're all unanimous in their call for vaccine passports. They're oh. all unanimous in the call for lockdowns when they begin to see spikes in cases, even though at this time, at this point in time, it should almost become very clear to the most mentally challenged individual <laughs> that the PCR test is picking up nothing, nothing but cold and flu viral sequences that you may have from years past, right. does not diagnose COVID-19. Right. It's it, it's, it's basically a useless test to use. Yeah. And the research and the data from around the world is unified 
in demonstrating that early treatment with therapeutics that have been available for many, many years and have made it to the WHO's list of safe drugs, safe emergency drugs, such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and budesonide, that these drugs can actually alter the outcome of a pandemic. Right. Uh, it, 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 I mean, it goes beyond uh, any type of um, debunking. It, it, it's as clear as night and day. Yeah, it is. Right. And like I said, it's, they're keeping that down because, you know, they obviously they want this, you know, this pandemic or whatever they're calling it. They, they want it. it, it, it uh, it's a, politi- a political move. You the know, College so of they, Surgeons, the College of Surgeons here is, is, is still to this day prohibiting medical doctors from prescribing ivermectin and okay. hydroxychloroquine. And those are those are medical things that you would think that they would accept, you know, like we like to use natural, you know, homeopathic remedies and natural remedies. And we're finding that they're working amazingly well. But like you said, why won't they even accept the regular medical treatments that, like you said, the medical industry has proven for years now. And so you can, anyone can see right there that when they tell them that they can't use that, uh, excuse me, that should be the doctor's discretion, you know? And so that's an that's a red flag for anyone that's looking at both sides of you know natural health allopathic health it, that's a red flag big time so absolutely absolutely yep and um so yes so you said you were also explained to me that today is the last day of the of like the voting and then they're going to announce it on the 20th of september yeah so we have so our, our voting day is the 20th of september so that's election day. Okay. And uh, we always have advanced voting. So okay. we have um, a few days of advanced voting and they happen to be September 10th, 11th, 12th and 13th. So four days of advanced voting for people who can't vote on the 20th. Okay. Which also gives, um, gives citizens an opportunity to uh, spread out the, um, the, uh, the load on voting stations. So a lot of people, a lot of people can choose to go vote early. So to reduce the pressure and the volume on voting day, but the official voting day uh, is September 20th. And at the end of that day, all the ballots will be collected and counted. And uh, we're very hopeful that we will have a very favorable outcome because the outpouring of love from constituents and citizens across the country has been overwhelming. Uh, I kid you not, my phone is ringing all day from (laughs) constituents that are so happy to finally see a People's Party candidate on their ballot. Awesome. They're ecstatic. In 2019, in the last election, the PPC ran for the first time. We only covered 100 ridings out of 338. Wow. We didn't get a single seat in parliament back then. Oh. Uh, back then, I believe uh, the polls showed us to be less than 3%. Okay. Um, today, uh, in this election, I believe the polls started us off uh, at the end of August at around 4%. 
in the national polls. Today, we stand at around 13%. Wow. In the national polls. That's growing very quickly. Yes. And um, I also feel those numbers aren't very accurate. I do believe our, our popularity is above that. Right. Because of the overwhelming response we've been having. But the censorship has been very strong against us because uh, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is the main media outlet in Canada, almost the entire population is tuned into it, gets a billion dollars a year from the government in subsidies. One of our promises, one of our platform promises as a party is to defund the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> we, do not want, we do not want a mouthpiece for the government. Right. Because when you give out a subsidy in the amount of a billion dollars, Sue, a billion dollars is a thousand million dollars. <laughs> I mean, just imagine how colossal that number is. A thousand yeah. million dollars <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to a media outlet right wow. that ultimately becomes the mouthpiece of the government right yeah no kidding so <sighs> so so yeah so they've excluded our, our party leader maxime bernier from all leaders uh, leaders leader debates wow so he hasn't yeah he hasn't been able to attend any leaders debates wow and even on the candidate level even on the writing candidate level they're trying their best to exclude individual candidates like myself from engaging other party candidates in debates. Wow. Because they don't want our message for freedom to be heard. They don't want us to be heard by the general public, debunking the pseudoscience that's being fed to them on a daily basis. Censorship is, is incredible around, like I said, around the world. And, um, like I said, I'm not a social media person, but I deal with people who are, and it's a constant fight to, you know, get information out there and, and try to, you know, watch your keywords. And, you know, it's, it's very, um, yeah, it's more than scary what's going on. And like I said, I'm so proud of you. And I'm hoping by this podcast being, you know, it's going to be here in the United States and we have a lot of listeners in Canada and around the world. Um, it's my hope that you're, that everyone gets fired up and everyone, you know, like I said, mothers of small children, you know, they have, their job is to raise those kids to be good, strong citizens for the future. But those of us who are older now, you know, our, our job titles can change and we, we can do different things and we can, you know, be out there helping and um, hopefully, you know, spread the word. And I don't know, <laughs> it is important to do what we can. And I don't, I don't go looking for trouble anymore in my, advanced years I used to go looking for trouble all the time <laughs> but you know everything was so much more exciting when I was young and uh but like I said politics uh, we have to have politicians we you know that's that's our only voice at this stage of the game and so we have to stand behind those good people we have to support them in every way shape and form that we can and be willing to fight with and for them so you know it's I can't come up to Canada anymore at this point, but <laughs> I would be there in a rally, you know. Uh, you can fly into the U.S., but you can't drive across the border. I know. Imagine the insanity. 
Yep. The whole message that has been uh, perpetuated by the establishment, whether here or in the US, has been nothing, nothing but pseudoscience, fakery, and, yeah. and lies all along. Yeah. And, and we need the public to wake up, right. you know, because uh, we, 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 cannot, we cannot allow this to, have, to continue. Right. Because this is nothing but enslaving the public. Exactly. So I, I, I know this is a little, just a little bit of a podcast, you know, that only reaches, well, we actually reach quite a few people. Um, but at the same time, these people, they're on a lot of the same, you know, wavelength that we are as far as our, our freedom, especially our health freedom, um, our political freedoms. And I have so many people now saying, oh my goodness, my husband's job, that he has to get vaccinated. What do you say to those people? I, okay. I have, I have my little speech, but what do you say to them? And now that you're going to be a politician, you know, when they're saying these things, we have to get vaccinated. I'm, I'm open to a new line. <laughs> so in, uh, in Canada, the, uh, the government had issued a publication back in 1997. It's called the Canada Communicable Disease Report issued in May of 1997. On page three of this report, uh, there's a very, very interesting paragraph that I want to read to you. Okay. And the paragraph goes as follows. It says, unlike some countries, immunization is not mandatory in Canada. It cannot be made mandatory because of the Canadian constitution. Oh my. Goodness. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, look what they're trying to do. Oh my goodness. Yep, absolutely. And wow. uh yeah, yeah. So it, it just it just gives you a glimpse of how even though we're being protected by the Canadian Constitution, there's uh, still that push by tyranny yep. to overturn that. Right. And that's and, what's happening uh, here as well. They're telling, talking about getting rid of religious exemptions and things like that. And it's like, they said, just because the Pope came out and said this, and I'm like, or for other reasons, and I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> he has no authority over my, my vaccine body or not vaccine body. So, and I tell people, yeah, no, you, you do not have to listen to that. And then in 2017, uh, there was a bill passed in Parliament. It's called the Genetic non-discrimination act and the number of the bill is s for sierra 201 and in summary this bill says that it is an indictable offense to force anyone to take a dna or an rna test or to deny any service employment or education opportunity to anyone who refuses to take such a test. The punishment is a fine not exceeding a million dollars or imprisonment for a term not exceeding five years or both. Oh my goodness. So we're even protected against forced PCR tests. Wow. Okay, we need you to come fight for us. <laughs> Wow. We just need to we just need to educate the public 
that you right. have the protections in place. You just need to stand up and say no. You right. just need to stand up and say no. And I tell people who call me almost in tears uh, because they're being forced to vaccinate or lose their jobs. You have to stand up to tyranny, present to them a notice of liability. And we've drafted notices of liability through lawyers that they can actually hand to their employers and say, here, sign this notice of liability if you want to force me to get the job. Right. And I guarantee you not a single employment institution or organization will sign that notice of liability. Wow. Because they don't want to be held liable for any type of side effects you have. Right. Especially when they read what type of side effects are, uh, are possible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you have that notice of liability in Canada. Is that something that's transferable to different countries? Uh, I'm not sure if it is. Well, we could, we could tweak a couple of words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We, like I said, we all stand together and I mean, across the borders, even it's just, everyone has to stand up and say no, because I mean, it's, you know, yes, we have different countries, of course, but at the same time, it's not like it used to be. I always, I, I actually kind of forget that you're in Canada because we're always talking on our members forum and things. And that's how small the world has gotten. And everyone around the world needs to stand up. And we all need to say, like you said, no more. I'm not doing this. This is my right. And um, yeah, we're going to make a lot of people mad, but we're going to do it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. There's a very, very good website here in Canada grassroots it's called action and the number four canada.com so action and then the number four so it's the actual number not the spelling of the number right uh, actionforcanada.com and uh, they provide a ton of resources that students parents and employees can can use in terms of uh, combating mandatory masking, mandatory vaccinations, uh, the potential loss of employment because of uh, refusal to either get masked or vaccinate or both. So they've been amazing. They've been amazing. They've teamed up with lawyers and everything is very legal. Right. I've been on that website and you're right. It's well, and you, you do send a lot of stuff out to our members forum as well. That's been very valuable to me as far as, the things that I've studied and researched as well. Now, a quick, quick question. Again, I'm politically naive, but um, Australia and Canada run by the Queen, right? Okay. Uh, so, wouldn't the people in Australia be able to use the same exact? It, or, or, oh no, is it? Do you guys have different rights? Being, like your Canada Constitution that doesn't pertain to Australia as well. Or does I believe they, do, believe they do have a Bill of Rights in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. But in terms of, in terms of laws such as the Genetic Non-Discrimination Act that we have, um, or, the, uh, or the government reports that have been published on, on vaccinations not being mandatory in Canada, I'm not sure if they have those in Australia. But, um, but the fight in Australia is equally as strong as the fight anywhere else. I know of several MPs in the Australian Parliament who are standing up to tyranny and speaking out. Wow. Uh, many of them are actually seeking uh, independent media to, uh, to get their voices out, such as Stu Peters, for example, has been doing a good job in, in getting 
in getting some of those voices heard. Uh, but it's, it's very important for people to, to take action, to join organizations that are protesting, organizations that are saying no to this tyranny, because at the end of the day, the medical tyranny does not, does not serve the best interest of the population. Right. When, when you're being forced, when you're being forced to undergo a medical procedure against your will, wow. it is a very deplorable act. And the other day I was talking to a friend and I told the friend, I said, you know how we've always, how we've always wondered, how come, um, how come the people never saw it coming in reference to Hitler? Right the Nazis and the Holocaust. How come the people never saw it coming? How come the population went along? Why, why were they acquiescing? You see, that's a, that's a question that's always asked. Uh, was it because he was too charismatic? Uh, not really, because we're seeing history play out again today. The public is acquiescing. The public is going along. Because, because they're being told that if you do what we tell you to do, we will go back to the normal that you're used to. Right. But nothing, nothing indicates that that's the case. Right, right. Well, I know I've always heard that, like, you talk about the Nazi regime, that only 2% of the population was for what Hitler was doing. Only 2%. The other 98% just simply did nothing. And that's how what happened then happened. And, you know, and it's just like, that's when bad things happen is when good people do nothing. And like I said, we're all sitting here. Everybody's happy to watch their social media watching. Oh, did you hear what they've done now? Oh, my goodness. And that seems to be the norm. It, they feel like they're doing something because they're listening to the news or listening to their social media. And it's like, no, that's not the answer. We actually have to physically do things, whether it be make phone calls or you know, send money to the best candidates that are fighting for our rights or just be there to support them. You know, emails, emails are really, really important. Um, real snail mail is important. All of those things, if you're, if you're at home and you can't go do things, I don't care how old you are or how young you are, or you can write letters, you can support even little kids, break open your piggy bank, send it to the best candidate to fight because all of that matters. Very and I hear, I hear so much from first generation uh, Polish communities, uh, second generation Polish communities, people that have fled communist regimes. They've been our litmus paper. I right. kid you not. They've been our litmus paper. They have smelled what was about to happen before wow. it even happened. Yeah. And they were warning people and they were actually being called conspiracy theorists oh. and fakers. And, and today, you know, I, I praise them. They, yeah. they raised the flag, you know, they raised the red flag a long time ago. Exactly. And they saw it coming right. and they fear and they really fear what the outcome of this election could do to Canada and yep. to their kids. Yep. So I'm not doing this for me. I mean, right. I could have picked up my bags and <laughs> went to an Amish community and, you know, lived off the grid and away from all this craziness. Yeah. But um, I, you know what? I'm doing it for, for my nephew and niece. I'm doing it for right. everybody in my Mankind. community because I, I, I don't want to run away. 
Uh, we I... have to face it. We have to face the tyranny. We have to face the fear. Stand up and say no and demand the change. And I don't want the Great Reset. I didn't, I didn't vote for the Great Reset. I didn't <laughs> vote for the, for the new normal. Right. You know? uh, I want my old normal back and I want to demand that. Right. Exactly. And and the liberal government just came out not too long ago and said, oh, well, we're going to use all the lessons that we learned from this pandemic in the fight against climate change. Oh. <laughs> so, so my question to the liberal government is, what did you learn from this pandemic that right. so well for you that you're going to actually take that and use it in the fight against climate change? Right. Right. Is it locking us down? So it's a it's a it's a perpetual lockdown. So nobody travels. Yeah. There's there's been a, a vilification of carbon dioxide. Don't they know that we need carbon dioxide for vegetation? Exactly. You know, show me a single tree or a single vegetable plant that can grow without carbon dioxide. Exactly. Yeah, it's just crazy. But anyway. But Eli, I'm so proud of you. And like you said, uh, we're going to do what we can here on from this end, from the United States. And um, like I said, I just hope all the world stands up and just starts fighting. And you know, it's just our voices that need to be heard. We don't have to necessarily get our guns out or anything yeah, like that because it's just the voice and the power of the pen. We have the right to take back what is ours. We need voices in government, not only to protect right. our freedom of movement, our freedom of speech, our freedom of assembly, uh, but we also need voices in government to protect the freedom to practice uh, natural medicine, such right. as homeopathy, the freedom to homeschool your kids. Exactly. There are so many freedoms out there that require our protection. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, so I'll be fighting for all that. Awesome. And we're going to keep your voice going. So, because when we hear your terminology, we hear your passion, that's contagious. And we're going to, we're going to take that on ourselves as well. So we can go out and we can fight our little fights that we need to fight, but we need, like I said, I'm sorry, but the, you know, the average human needs somebody to look up to someone to have, have as a role model. And, um, you know, so you're a great role model in many, many ways. <laughs> So, so basically, in closing, I would like to just deliver a very brief message to all my Canadian constituents awesome. who are uh, who have either decided to vote this year or are still on the fence about voting. Okay. I want to tell them that if you value your charter rights, if you value your bodily autonomy, if you value your children's future and the survival of small businesses, then please become the hero Canada needs you. Oh. Vote now for freedom. Vote now for responsibility. Vote now for fairness and respect. Vote now for what we, as the PPC party calls, the common sense revolution. Thank you. Wow. I got teary-eyed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Eli. Thank you so much. And everyone out there, Please start being responsible for what's going on around you. Don't bury your head in the sand. Let's all start speaking up. Let's all fight for our freedoms. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. 
Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom. From Affirm Films comes the Kendrick Brothers' Show Me the Father. All of us have a fatherhood story. My dad was my hero growing up. A father was somebody who disappointed you. From the creators of War Room and Courageous comes an inspiring cinematic journey featuring five amazing true stories. I'm stunned. He's real. He's really out there. This is really him. Your perfect father in heaven can change the trajectory of your life. Show Me the Father. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theater September 10th.